I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The Birmingham League Show. For your latest dose of all things Birmingham League Cricket. And welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast Birmingham League Show. As always, you can connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook using the hashtag Cow Corner and Cow Corner BDPCL to interact with us or at tag Cow Corner Pod on Twitter and at tag Cow Corner Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, episode nine. My name's James Hill and once again, I'm joined by my good friends Andy Harrison and Will Parton. How are we guys? Yeah, very well, Hurley. Thank you very much. Uh, very excited to have another pod. So early, it's a bit strange. It's only been a few weeks, Hill. I'm getting a bit worried about you, to be honest. <laughs> I know, it's not oh, the end of the season, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and that Tash, Will, is looking class, mate. It is yeah, looking good. Sorry, I've, uh, I've, I've not you know, kept up to date with the rest of it, but mm. it, I usually wait till Saturday. Yeah, looking good. <laughs> I know you don't have any social media, but I'm really tempted to start up a uh, an appreciation uh, account for that Tash. Yeah, Will. yeah, it's, I, uh, I can send well, you photos and you can manage it for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely have to do one of these podcasts where we'll put some video content out just so the uh, listeners can actually see it in all its glory. So we'll definitely have to give you a heads up on that one. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, not only do we have our main duo, but we also have not one, but two special guests from Barnt Green. For this episode, we welcome a man with over 500 wickets and nearly 4,000 runs, former Barnt Green captain Andrew Sutton, and another former captain with thousands of runs and wickets, and now director of cricket at Barnt Green, Simon Foggett. Welcome, guys. Gents, how are we? 
So, both former captains of Barton Green, how did your uh, journeys both begin with the club? Go on, sir. Okay. Um, hi, guys. Um, obviously, fantastic to be on. Um, but yeah, in terms of um, starting at the club, uh, it was an up-and-down moment, really, getting released from from Somerset in 2009 and then uh, coming back home and, and being involved with the club um, through Dougie Brown as captain um, and then obviously going with the group and been there now 14 years, which has seemed to have uh, gone very, very quickly. So, but loved every moment of it. Great club uh, and love being a part of it. Well, thank you and welcome for, well, thank you for inviting us, guys. Really, uh, really good to be on. Uh, I joined the club in a little bit of different circumstances. I can't say there's anything to do with being released by a county or a professional <laughs> cricketer. Um, I'm not sure we can legally say this, but I was asked to join by a maths teacher at school who took a fancy <laughs> to my cricket, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. If I was interested in playing cricket, which I was more of a football person at that time, started out at the club when I was 15 and have been here for... Oh, longer than I can remember now. Obviously, I'm going to say it's a, a great club, given given my role. And um, But I've, I've had many, many happy years there, and I think it's one of the leading clubs around the Midlands. Yeah, so just to give a bit of background on the club, um, we, we run four, four Saturday teams, uh, a Sunday team. Uh, I've got a very, very healthy junior section that in 2016 won the, the national championship, of which three of those players now have been fast-tracked through to the first team. Um, very, very proactive social environment, very much a family-run club. Um, and we've, we're very, very proud of the way that we've organically grown players through the uh, youth academy. So people like Ed Pollock, Matt Lamb, Tom Banton, Jack, Jack Banton, uh, four of which are, are now obviously professional cricketers, um, to, to name but a few that have come through that we're, we're really, really proud of. Uh, and even to this day, they're still playing. And we've heard great news today. Tom Banton's playing for us on Saturday. Um, we're not sure he's going to get in the side yet, but he's, he's made himself available. Um, but the, you know, the, the club's been the heartbeat of the community in Bark Green for a long period of time. And uh, we, we're very, very proud of the club that we've evolved since, since certainly I joined back in 85, I think it was, where we're a small village club now to being one of the leading Birmingham League Premier Clubs. I mean, some players there, Will. Yeah, I know. They always seem to be available as well. That was what I've noticed. They always seem to play and always against us. <laughs> <laughs> it's the appeal yeah. of uh, a place called 57, which I think Mr Sutton would fre frequent more than, than I. <laughs> maybe maybe a few years ago, probably a bit too old to be dancing uh, on the floor at 57 Monkeys or Kumu or wherever it might be. So I'll leave, I'll leave that up to the younger generation. But uh, now just to say, kind of double up what Froggy's kind of said there, I think very proud to be producing those young players coming through and not just uh, professional cricket, but even into the first team. We've got some good young players that I've seen over the last 14 years progress really well into first team cricket and, and do well at, at Premier League level. Uh, and obviously to, to see those four names that Froggy mentioned to uh, go on to play professional cricket, see them go from young teenagers into academies and then on to uh, professional staffs and then even uh, with Tom playing for, for England I think that's uh, we're very proud of that as a club and, and we hopefully continue doing it in the years to come Yeah so obviously given your history how much of an input have you had with the guys and how much advice do you give them with their professional careers Yeah I think it's it's one of the reasons why I love being at the club obviously I love playing uh, 
Premier League cricket and try and challenge myself as an individual, but also to see these young lads um, go and move forward through throughout the club game, but also minor counties cricket, national counties it's called now, and professional cricket. Um, it kind of works, ties in very nicely with um, my daytime job, which is which is coaching young cricketers. Um, so I've worked at Worcester for, for eight years now as a kind of a pathway manager, working with academy uh, fast bowlers mainly, uh, and and with the pros as well, and and so it's pretty much my day job is is making cricketers hopefully better and the best they can be, and and that's kind of what I do on a on a weekend as well. So um, obviously being captain for six years was a huge part of it, trying to nurture players, win games of cricket, try and win trophies. Didn't get to win any, but um, tried to push as as hard as we could to do that, and and try and create a really good uh, group of players, and 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 hopefully move on into obviously bigger and better things, which obviously four of the lads that have kind of come through our system have, have gone on and done, and hopefully there's a few more still to come. Yeah, are there any names to look out for? Any any particular players that you see coming through the ranks? Most definitely. We've um, a young lad who's who's joined from from Beacon Cricket Club in, in Cameron Jones, who's who came a couple of years ago, has played a couple of years of second team cricket at Barn Green, has gone through the Worcester pathway. So I've seen him since he was kind of 10 years old and, and first walked into... Um, the indoor centre down at Malvern and seen him kind of grow and, and this year he's gone again from strength to strength he's got a good yard of pace and uh, he's got a bit of aggression about him and he wants to be part of it as a, as a bowler and he, he's a very handy batter and a, a good fielder and, and keen as mustard and uh, he's one lad to, to definitely uh, look out for uh, in the future yeah, so what, what um, is Simon is director of cricket, what are the kind of key essential things are you looking for as a club? Are you looking to push forward and, and get out of players in, in, in general? Well, the, the main thing for us, I think, is is actively promoting young cricketers. I think there's, there's one other player that's in the Worcester pathway in Henry Cullen that's currently, as we call it, on loan at Kenilworth Wardens. And he, he's come through as a junior through, through the ranks and he's performing fantastically well at Worcestershire at the moment in the academy. And given given the way that the club has always had a, an active uh, promotion around the development of young players, that's what we're trying to, to promote. Uh, we've now got a youth academy director in, in Richard Hall, who I'm sure you'll probably all, all be aware of. He's doing a fantastic job. He's just created the, the first overseas tour. So they went off to um, Alicante, not Benidorm. They went off to Alicante on a cricket tour. And ended up playing some some really good cricket in places where a lot of county sides go and uh, practice and do their pre-season. Ireland went there the week before, which could have been carnage because I understood it, it rained all the time. So that might have been quite a hefty social gig. Uh, but for, for these lads to go out, represent the club overseas, they won a trophy over there as well. Um, and now we've got a lot of them that are active members of the second team who last year won, their, won the league for the first time in around... 15 or so years with an average age of probably 21. That's only positive for, for, for the club. And um, I know some of the dangers and pitfalls that we all know in league cricket now, where people are knocking the door, wanting the inevitable brown envelope. We've created a culture where AM players want to play for the club. Um, clearly, if you have professional players get, go through, you have to try and reward them, but they, they want to play because they want to be there rather than, they can go and tell their friends that their semi-professional cricket is getting £25 a week. I mean, yeah, that tour to Spain sounds fantastic and uh, slightly different to the tours of Spain that you've been on, Andy. Yeah, Magaluf's uh, 
Yeah, not much cricket gets played, really. <laughs> we, we pray for rain, we do. That's what we do. Pray for rain. We don't really want to play. We do Malta now, don't we? That's just as messy as well. It's carnage. Made you the cricketer you are, though, eh? Oh, that's it. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's that's enough of that, and we'll definitely get back on to talking about Barn Green, I'm sure, um, as we go on throughout the podcast. But anyway, this is what's to come on episode nine of the Cow Corner Podcast, Birmingham League Show. On episode nine of the Cow Corner Podcast, the Birmingham League Show. We review the Graham Williamson Trophy and the first month in Division 1 and Division 2, picking out our players of the month and some of the best performances. We talk to our special guests, Andrew Sutton and Simon Fogart, about Barn Green and their plans for the future. We look forward to the month of May, plus lots, lots more, and another Bemper episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. So way back when now, on a cold April the 9th morning, uh, the season started with round one of the Graham Williamson Trophy. In round one, Ombersley beat Shrewsbury, Kenilworth beat Walsall, Holders, Bank Green beat West Bromwich Dartmouth, Worcester Academy beat Hales Owen, Berkswell beat Leamington, Smethwick beat Warwickshire under-18s, and Kidderminster beat Schiffnell, and KMD beat Mosley. In the quarterfinal, then, Ombersley went on to beat Kenilworth, Worcester Academy went on to beat Barnt Green, Smethwick went on to beat Berkswell, and Kidderminster beat KND. This then set up the semi-final of Worcester Academy, who then went on to beat Ombersley, and Smethwick, who went on to beat Kidderminster, which brought in a final of Smethwick versus Worcester Academy. So guys, before we go on to talk about the final... What are our thoughts generally about the Graham Williamson Trophy this year? Any surprises, anything that jumped out at you? Well, clearly the one that's, that sticks out really has been Smethwick. Uh, we played them in the league and obviously they've now gone on to win the trophy, but certainly they're one of the best sides. Well, they're probably the best side that I've seen outside of Berkswell over the last four or five years. And this was before Garinda arrived. They look very, very solid all the way through. Um I think they're going to be the team to beat this year in the Birmingham League, let alone the Graham Williamson. Yeah, kind of similar. Smethwick, we've um, we've played them in the first couple of league games and <clears throat> they look a, a very solid. And that was without Gorinda or Bilal Shafaya, um, two very high-class cricketers. Um, and they they look like the team to beat. Obviously, from a, from, from a Worcester Academy point of view, getting to the final, that's extremely uh, proud of those young lads to to get through that and they showed some serious skill again especially against us and throughout the tournament they um they've got some we've got some good young players at, at, on the academy and and playing against guys of a lot more experience and a lot more um in terms of age and, and everything else so i think that they, they should be very proud to have uh, to got to that final so very pleased mm-hmm. for those boys mm-hmm. that's probably the furthest well it is the furthest well since it's been reintroduced isn't it i don't know if an academy side from Either of the entries has got really past the second round of they since they started putting them in what four or five years ago. I don't think Worcester have ever won a game. No, he beat um, us in the bowl out. Well, I'm in a bowl out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. wide. I've got to mention. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> you bowled a wide in a bowl out. Didn't land on the strip. I signalled wide. That's like the third time I've mentioned it on this podcast. I love bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, I think just to, to, to echo what Sutton said, I think it's a great opportunity, not just for Worcester, but also for Warwickshire, for these young lads to play against competitive sides. 
mean, we had a really good sign-up when we played Worcester. We were one or two missing, but they could argue so were they. Um, and they were deserving. When they, they, they beat us fairly comfortably on the day. Um, and then went on to beat a good Ombersley side and just fell a little bit short against a very, very experienced Smedic side. That Obviously, Caddy, um, Shafiat, Grinda, just to name three. Manraj, that's a pretty serious side for kids of, sorry, young players of under, under 19 and so to be playing against. And just think it was a great touch from Worcestershire to give them the opportunity to play the game at New Road as well. Would have been, mm. for some of them, the first chance to play there. Also really nice for Smedic. So um, I thought that was a really nice touch from Worcestershire. Yeah, so go, going back to it, obviously, uh, well, Andy, uh, coming up against some of the lads that you uh, are working with, how, how was that for you? Yeah, I was probably more nervous playing against them than I have been probably for the last 15 years of playing cricket because getting out to one of them, which I, a young lad, Reeve Evitz, who's definitely a, a cricketer to, to watch out for um, as, a, as a genuine all-rounder, got me out. And I'm sure he's not going to um, let me live it down. And <laughs> I think he gave me a little bit of a send-off uh, as well when he got it. So I didn't quite hear him, but somebody told me that he gave me a bit of a send-off. So I might try and remind him um, on a few occasions. But yeah, no, they're, they're a good bunch of boys. They've, they work extremely hard um, throughout the winter. And uh, we've got a lot of good talent coming through, which is... I'm obviously going to say that as one of their coaches, but um, it's... Sounds like it's someone's going to be doing a lot of laps. Yeah, could, could some, yeah. <laughs> those, those winter sessions in November could be a bit harder. Right? So, yeah, SNC is going to be hard this year. Well, no, this winter, actually, because um, during that period, uh, the bowlers got given to me and Alan Richardson for kind of three or so hours, so they got to do a lot of um, uh, running, sprints, yeah. and uh, and they, uh, they're going to probably get pushed even harder now, so that's yeah. good on them. Well, that might have been... That might- I've been there, payback. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. If, if they nick me off and give me a send-off and end up signing a professional contract, then I'm extremely happy. So. You do your job. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, to the young lad who got you out, he was in the Kenilworth Warden side that was bowled out for 40 the week before, so it was probably a little bit of payback for him as well. Was it, uh, was it not the day before? I just If you want to go back to the 41 all-out Kenilworth, I'm more than happy to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time for that. <laughs> <laughs> There was no preparation at such time I did before this. Or <laughs> yeah, so as we mentioned, in the final, Smethwick came up against Worcester Academy and a rain-affected game, which was reduced to 20 overs. Uh, Worcester Academy putting on 127 for 8. Rehan Adavalath, uh, high-scoring with 39 not out. Henry Cullen next with 34 not out. And Oliver Hallian with 32. Reese Evitz, as you mentioned, the only other player to get double figures with 16. For Smethwick, Yasser Ali, 2 for 20 off 4 overs. Gurinder Singh also 2 for 22 off 4. And Tazim Chowry Ali, 2 for 30 off 4 with Aban Khan also getting 1 for 24 off. Therefore, in reply, Smethwick got 132 for 2 off there. 20, Kadir Ali, 56 off 40 balls. Bilal Shafayat, 41 off 33. Mohamed Kumar Khan fell for a duck off the first ball of the second over. And Rajpal Benawal lasted only 9 balls, which made it look like it would be quite an interesting competition. But a third wicket partnership saw them through with Gurinder Singh coming in at the end to help see Smethwick home with 16 off 11. For Worcester Academy, Cameron Jones, 2 for 32 off 4, and Josh Dickinson, 1 for 30 off 4, the only players to claim 
the wickets. In the competition, the most runs went to Kadir Adley with 139 off four innings. Most wickets, Reese Evitz and Cameron Jones, both with eight. The highest score was from Ollie Walker, 132 not out for Worcester Academy against Hales Owen. The best average from someone who played more than two games was Neil Pinner with 93. And the best figures came from Nick James, four for 23 in Berkswell's loss to Smedic. Right, so that's the uh, Graham Williamson Trophy for another year. And let's move ourselves on to our roundup of the first month of league games, starting with the Birmingham League Division 2. So, in Division 2, Harborn are your early leaders with 56 points. Bridge North in second with 45. Himley also on 45. Find themselves in third with Litchfield also on 45 in fourth. In 5th, Bromsgrove with 44, Dorridge in 6th with 44, Wolverhampton in 7th with 41, West Bromwich Dartmouth in 8th with 36, Wem in 9th with 31, Warsaw in 10th with 28, and in the relegation zone, Barnard's Green in 11th with 15, and Newcomers Warfield in 12th with 14. So, I know after three games, it's impossible to take anything away from the league positions, but I'm going to ask you anyway. So, guys, what are our thoughts on the league so far? Any surprises and what jumps out at you? And we'll start with the man who plays in the league itself, Andy Harrison. Um, well, I've got to say, I, I'm very impressed with a few teams in the league. I think um, Wolverhampton got themselves uh, a win this weekend. I think they had a sloppy start, um, losing the first game, because <clears throat> I've tipped them to do well. Harborn played them at the weekend. Look, a fantastic team. Not surprised they're there. But Bridge North are the biggest standout for me. Um, I didn't know how they'd gel this season, but they're looking a very, very compact team and very strong. So I'm quite impressed. Litchfield, a side that um, I thought coming into the league may struggle, but they've had a fantastic start. I think they've had the two wins. Uh, and then Warsaw down at the bottom there. Uh, for, actually, sorry, Barnard's Green as well, down at the bottom without a win. Um, very surprising, but it's early days. Yeah, very early days, guys. Yeah, Barnard's Green are the, the, the standout for me. We've we've played them in COVID due to being in the same groups, national knockouts, and all sorts of. And they've always struck me as a really, really good side with some very, very good cricketers. And it is early days, but that's that's the standout that's surprised for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Barnard's Green, I think I think you guys have mentioned it in previous weeks. I think availability is always a, a huge one, and Barnard's Green have a lot of lads who are on our uh, on our academy, and they've been missing due to whether it's private school cricket or playing academy cricket or a lot of second team cricket. So they've got a few lads: Josh Dickinson, Rayhan the Devilath, um, Ollie Hallian. So there's two or three lads there who've probably not played as much cricket as they can. They're they're a good side. They're they're well kind of. Um, set up and they're well captained by Ryan Tong um, so obviously a bit of a surprise there but I'm, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll fight back throughout the, the season so they're, all, they're also mi- also missing Jerome Taylor aren't they obviously signing him that was huge yeah, yeah. I think that took a, a lot of uh, people by surprise when that name came up on the yeah. uh, on the signing sheet but he's obviously not over yet due to visa issues or whatever it might be so um, if you, you put that bloke into the side and then you put in a couple mm. of younger younger guns involved um, they've got some really good players Zane Hulassan who's a, who's a good young all-round cricketer um, is, is always going to be in and around in terms of up there with the runs and wickets yeah. Uh, Ryan's, Ryan Tong's obviously scored a, a boatload of runs over a number of years, so I'm sure he'll come good. Phil Harris, another 
fantastic yeah. club cricketer. Um, so I, I think they'll they'll surprise me. They'll, it is a surprise to see him at 11th, but I'm sure they'll uh, fight their way back at the table. Yeah, so Barnes Green in 11th with 15 points there. First game lost to newcomers Litchfield, then lost to Bridge North and lost to Himley, sides who find themselves second, third and fourth. Uh, their next run of games are West Brom, Harborne, Wem and Warsaw. So do we see them do we see them turning this around? Well they're bound to beat Wem, aren't they? Oi. <laughs> 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 to, to be to be honest, um I, I think the next game's gonna be a tough one because West Brom um, we played them second game and I said to a lot of the lads at the time, I could see them taking a fair few weeks to gel as a side because you've got a lot of new players. Um, so it's going to be very interesting because I had a win at the weekend and obviously i playing hardball at the weekend seeing how strong they are and they tied first game with them. West Brom have got something so it's going to be a tough game that. Um, obviously Will didn't look good at didn't like but... Um, yeah, they 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 just they're, they're going to be desperate, aren't they, for a result? And that sometimes can can go against you. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting for them. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that can that can change very very quickly, though, can't it? With yeah. the, oh, a couple of wins, the quality of that side, Barnard's Green. If they get decent availability, they they could literally be top after eight eight or nine games. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect them to be anywhere near the bottom come the, come the end of the season. Yeah, so moving on to West uh, Bromwich Dartmouth, a uh, side who, as you mentioned, Andy, have uh, got quite a few new players. That that first game of the season, a tie, both sides, Bem and Harborn, both finishing 161 for 9 off 50 over his <laughs> unbelievable. And, uh, and then the next game, uh, skittled for not many uh, against your Wembley side, Andy. Yeah, we played well. We'd be. Uh... We really did. We turned up with the ball. And we're, we're so good at white, white ball cricket normally. Um, obviously, we haven't had the greatest of starts, but we, we really did just run through them that day. And as I say, they didn't. They really didn't look like a team. Mm. I think they will take time to, to gel as a side. So I expect them to do a lot better. And, you know, after the weekend, you know, maybe they've gelled a bit more and it'll you know, take a few weeks, but mm. they look a good side. They'll be a good side. Got, got it takes some... time to find your feet, doesn't it? When, when it starts and... Like you said, white ball's your game. You know, yeah. it might not be another team's game. A red ball starts. You know, it's, it's completely different to some to some teams. Yeah. When you don't have to use your fifth, sixth bowler. You know, mm-hmm. and you've got a little bit more time. Different tactics. You know, no power players. That sort of stuff. You know, yeah. it helps teams. You like to do different things, isn't it? So, like you say, three games in, it's hard to it's hard to judge anything, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, would you Would you be expecting to do a bit better than uh, than your one win and two losses? Then, given that white ball's the the area of the game that you look to tie with it. Yeah, it's frustrating. Um, to be fair, at the weekend, all I can say is we got beat by a very, very good hardball team. They were absolutely superb all round. Uh, I mean, even their fielding was just phenomenal. The skipper Arnold caught an absolute worldie. Just unbelievable. I've not seen a catch like that ever in the cricket I played for all these years, um, especially watching Will, you know, on a, on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon on live stream. Which, I'm, I'm just, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you keep yeah, showing me the videos. You keep showing me the videos. <laughs> True. Um, That's the pictures. <laughs> yeah, but but to be fair, first game. I mean, we lost with with a ball to spare. Um, a game I think we we should have done better in. Um, but again, first game of the season, we just weren't quite as good as we have been with the with the white ball. So, you know. 
Yeah, so we'll talk about Harborn then, the side who lead the way after three games. Uh, tied with West Brom, as we've mentioned in that first game, and then gone on to beat a very good Dorridge side and then beating Wem. Their next fixtures are Warsaw, Barnards Green, Bromsgrove, Wolverhampton. That's um, some run of games. Do we expect them still to stay on top, do you reckon? Can't see why not with the team they've got. I mean, it, uh, their skipper was telling me they were missing a couple at the weekend, but the balance they've got, their bowling attack's very strong. One thing I, I was uh, very impressed with was the mix of bowling they have. Their bowling attacks, they're all so different, all their bowlers, so it's very difficult uh, to play against. But, uh, yeah, I can't... I can't Marry start. him, Andy. Hey? Christ. <laughs> Marry him. Sign for him. No, I was, I was very impressed three, with them at all. Three, like, we'll play you in, like, you know, the, the feeder league, you know. <laughs> Sounds like a great place to play. To be honest, mate, I, I would not want to play there every week with that short boundary, mate. It was horrible. Wouldn't want to bowl there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, it was... Small. Hey? Still very, very small straight. Oh, my God. It was unbelievable, yeah. Unbelievable. You think you're bowling a great over and then all of a sudden you get nicked for four. And then he went for six, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I only bowled 20 miles now and then he went for six. Uh, so yeah, elsewhere in the league, Bridge North and uh, Himley find themselves in, well, and Litchfield find themselves tied up there, and a great start for the newcomers, Litchfield. Mm. Yeah, I don't know a lot about them, really. Um, it's great to get new, new teams into the league, that's what the feeder leagues are, are, are for, and to try and offer opportunities, but I really don't know a great deal about Litchfield, if, if I'm being really honest. I played them a fair few years ago. In Div Three back then, but they look a, a bit of a different side from, from back then. But uh, they've had a great start. I mean, obviously, I think we we spoke on the preseason preview that the two teams coming up, it's going to be so difficult. I, I mean, coming up with when we were very lucky that we we're a very good white ball side, and it suited our cricket, so it got us into the season quite nicely. But uh, you know, it, it's it must be very it's very difficult for a squad to come into a completely different league, and the standard difference is is quite quite large as well. So, fair play to them, great start for them. Yeah, yeah. two good wins: Barnard's Green and Bromsgrove. Really good, good teams, good sides. You'll probably like the last few years. What we've always said, you know, without sitting on the fence. Next time we talk about this in you know, how many, five, six weeks time or whatever it will be, you'll probably find that none of them are in that same position. Like the last few years, yeah. that league, you know, where there's been, it's, people, teams have been inseparable between the top, you know, mm. and 10th, you know. Um, so I can't imagine, like you say, you can't take too, too much from it. Um, but anybody who's going to find themselves, you know, could win a couple more games going into the next, you know, coming out of the white ball will find themselves in a good position, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, looking at the other end of the table, we've one of the other new sides that have come up, uh, Werfield, a completely different start. Three three losses for them, unfortunately, but uh, three tough opening fixtures, a loss to Bromsgrove, loss to Wolverhampton and a loss to Dorridge. Yeah, tough, tough start. I mean, to be honest, in the league... There, there isn't an easy fixture. There just isn't. You, you, you look at the table. I mean, Bromsgrove are a fantastic team. Wolverhampton, we tipped to be up there end of the season. And Dorridge are just a consistent side. Um, again, they've got a great side. And if they've got all the lads, I think they've got a few Warwickshire players, haven't they, youngsters? Mm. If they've got them playing, which they have at the moment, you know, it's a real tough ask. Um, but Weirfield, for me, I've been looking at their team 
and they have been short players. I think they've had a few players out, so um, I don't think they've been full strength yet. So I do, I, ex- I expect them to bounce back. Yeah, I mean their first game against Bromsgrove was quite a tight affair. Then they're falling five short of, yeah. in their chase, but then comprehensively beaten by Wolverhampton. <clears throat> Wolverhampton scoring two six eight, and then bowling Worfield out for fifty eight. And then in the uh, game against Dorridge, Dorridge scoring two three seven, and bowling Worfield out for one five nine. <clears throat> you know they've got to try and even though it's three games in you've got to kind of be in a new side in the league surely got to stop the rot sooner rather than later yeah again it, I, I said it before it's it's very difficult when you have a bad start to chase things and try different things sometimes it, it just you, you'll just click a few games in and you can turn it round. as Will said a couple of wins you're the opposite end of the table aren't you so you know they'll be looking That's to bounce back yeah, we're exactly. Rock bottom at halfway. Six, seven weeks later, we find ourselves second. Five mm. weeks later, we find ourselves eighth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows where you're going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so moving on to our mid table. So we've got Bromsgrove and Dorridge both in fifth and sixth, are finding themselves on 44 points. Hindley starting with a win against Wem, then losing to Warsaw, and then a victory against Barnards Green and. Uh, Litchfield with a win against Barnards Green, win against Bromsgrove, and then a loss to Wolverhampton. So, our thoughts on those sides? Nothing. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Wolverhampton always one that intrigued me. Um, Mm. They've they've had some some really good players over the years, and a very very well run club. Um, It's nice to see Dory John. On, on the rise again. I, I would like. I would love West Bromwich Dartmouth to get back up. I think they're just a, a proper cricket club, run the right way, mm-hmm. um, really nice grounds. It's really close as well. <laughs> How many turns, Will? How many? Three. <laughs> and it's, oh, it's 50 miles away. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 they, would, they would be the one side I'd like to, to come up. And I, I think I, in that league, if I looked at it now, I'd, I'd like to see Barnard's Green have a have a crack at coming into the Premier League because I think they could be very, very competitive if they're there. That's good a number of the clubs, but... Well, they've been close a few times, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. disappointed not to have done it in one of those years, going back like three, four years ago. They were really close, weren't mm-hmm. they? I think uh, West Wolverhampton looked very uh, very strong this year. I think uh, Warwick Finn going there is a, it's a big side and he's scored himself 100 last week. So uh, I was going to say, looking at some of the results and the teams mm-hmm. that are up there, teams that have picked up some wins it seems to be either their big players or some of the new signings that they brought mm-hmm. in who have done them a job and won them a game yeah um so far but it's probably you know you look at that you look at um Mike uh, Hill at Bridge North Hill, exactly yeah he's got himself mm-hmm. a couple of scores as well hasn't yeah. he and won them games and even Whitney got him bagged himself some wickets and him you know <laughs> individual performances Mm. Yeah, I mean, you look at Wolverhampton, they, they had pretty uh, poor, well, not not the most ideal start, uh, finding themselves 94 all out, Chase and uh, Dorridge knocking them off in uh, 26 overs. And um, then, obviously, like we said, mentioned them comprehensively beating Warfield and then going on to uh, beat uh, an informed Litchfield side, Wolverhampton putting on 277 and then Litchfield failing to chase it, getting 245. And as we mentioned in that game, uh, Tom Fell scoring 95 and obviously Warwick Finn is starting to do much better and uh, making an impact at Wolverhampton. So, 
Uh, talking of players to look out for in Division 2, our leading run score is Mike Hill with 231 runs, an average of 115.5. Stuart Fielding, uh, second with 222 runs. Warwick Finn, third, 186. Um, on Bosell, um, on 184. Ashley Newfield, on 173. Uh, the be- highest score so far is 138, not out of Michael Hill. There have been eight tons so far in Division 2 from Michael Hill, Stuart Fielding, Warwick Finn, Ashley Newfield, Tejas Wagel, uh, Ishmael Mohammed, Oliver Cox, and Tim Maxfield. Apologies. And. Maxfield, that's right. Bowling, with the bowling, we've got James Wilkinson leads the way with 10 wickets. DG Ball and someone called Andrew Harrison. Um, He's tied with nine wickets each. Jasper Davidson and Sam Whitney finish off the top five with eight. Which shows we pick them well to come on this podcast, eh? Mm. Uh, (laughs) We've got a good team apart from yourself. I've got to bring the average down, lads. Um, anyway, the best bowling performance so far this season in Division 2 is James Wilkinson of Litchfield, who got 7 for 24 against Barnes Green. There have been six five-wicket hauls in Division 2. James Wilkinson, Andrew Harrison, Jasper Davidson, Jordan Bullpit, uh, Josh Dickinson, and Adam Finch. I'm surprised you haven't brought up that five-wicket haul, to be honest. Don't, don't need to make How long have you been this podcast? Yeah. We haven't even mentioned it. Come so, on, play cricket, mate. You can read if you want. You know. <laughs> I can talk you through ball by ball if you want. But, you know. We haven't got long enough. Um, the best average for someone who's bowled more than 10 overs is Oliver Davidson of Harborn with 5.17. Anyway, so guys, what are our, anything that jumps out, any performances and any players that you want to kind of talk about before we move on ourselves on to Division 1? Well, there was a, a well, we've had two tons scored against us this season. Um, Mr. Waggle um, batted absolutely superb on Saturday. Um, Mr. Waggle. <laughs> That's the little um, stick at all. That's the little no, stick at all. No. You like um, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he batted very well Saturday. He scored a fantastic 100. Played some absolutely superb shots. Was very, very impressed. You think he scored some runs against us last year as well. Um, but Mike Hill's the one that stands out. What a signing for Bridge North. Mm. I think That's that a is. Great uh, signing. Yeah, yeah, that's a great signing. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot about him, but from what I've heard. I've heard nothing but great things, and I think it's a, a great signing among a load of great signings for them, really. They've really bolstered their squad, which you need to do in that league. Mm, and fought off some good competition for him, I hear, as well. Who would? <laughs> you started something there that you're not prepared to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Anyway, that's another podcast. <laughs> anyway, guys? Yeah, Mike, I think uh, if it's the same Michael Hill that used to play for Kidderminster, don't want to get uh, the one. wrong person. Same one, yeah. Same one. High quality high quality player, good left arm seamer as well. Uh, good left-handed batter, played um, some good minor counties cricket and um, that's obviously a great signing. A few others down there. Um, Ishmael Mohammed is a, a young lad um, uh, who's on our academy at Worcester, um, stayed at West Brom and has started well. Alex Milton, high quality Mm-hmm. Cricketer for Bromsgrove, I think obviously great to see so many tons scored 
uh, in April, really. I think that's mm-hmm. obviously a sign that the pitches are obviously getting better. The weather's been pretty good, so that's mm-hmm. obviously um, a good sign. Um, and if you can get nine wickets at an average of not very many, and in April, that's good, good effort on flat pitches. Yeah, Harbourn wasn't easy at the weekend. Jessica Davidson, economy rate of just under a f- under five. Old yeah. Harbourn as a spinner, that's pretty good. Serious. <laughs> I'm just trying to find um, the name of the lad. First game of the season, he batted unbelievably. Where is he? All he's taking wickets as well. You know, he's never Orange. stopped, has he? He's never, never stopped. stopped. No, no, no. Well, so. we, we got him at the weekend. I'm uh, not looking forward to playing him. He's bloody good, isn't he? At their place or yours? Um, uh, at their place, yeah, their place. We've had three away games to start the season, which is a bit of a, a bit of a nightmare. It doesn't go the way it's supposed to. It goes the wrong way on the slope. Yeah. Just as a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this? Oh, God. Uh, I know. I need two. Sorry, boys. <laughs> good content, Andy. Right. Really good content. That's <laughs> going to take some editing. You played Himley, so. <laughs> yeah, we played Himley. Yeah. Talking of Himley, Ollie Wes, friend of the podcast in the top 10, uh, Will. Yeah, yeah, he'll always be up in that top ten, really. He'll get plenty of runs. And um yeah, yeah, you won't mind me saying at a very modest strike rate. So yeah. he'll, he'll <laughs> <be there. laughs> the, the lad I was trying to look for his name was uh, it was Oliver Cox. Yeah. And uh, playing them first game, I think he's only he's only eighteen and he's just signed from from is it Colwell Cricket Club? Yeah. Yeah, so um, Ollie Ollie's on our academy as well. Yeah. He's just moved from Colwell who won the um, the village knockout, I think it was last year or the year before. So he's gone from there mm-hmm. to Himley, and interesting place to go as a as a young batter. But he's obviously mm-hmm. like the challenge and um, and done really well. He's, he's again a, a young lad who's come on leaps and bounds in the last kind of eighteen months or so, being on the academy first first year. I think it's this winter, and yeah. and he's playing some twos cricket, playing a bit of minor county uh, national counties for Herefordshire, and can hit the ball hard and and is a is a confident boy. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he, he really impressed me. He scored 100 against us, but it was the sort of tempo of his innings, the way he won in the game. I, I know he took yeah. it to, with two balls to spare. They won, Well, one ball to spare, they won the game, but he just controlled it all the way and I was very, very impressed. Very impressed. Yes, smart boy. Um, mm-hmm. Goes to Malvern College and if he's obviously around and available for Himley for, for, this, for the season, that's good for them. We've got another young lad, Ollie Walker, as well as obviously the experience of of Ollie Westbury, I think they're a, they're a good side, so they'll mm-hmm. hopefully push for push for promotion uh, and and see them hopefully in and around the, the top few. Yeah. So uh, putting your necks on the line, as we may not have you here for well, well, we won't have you <laughs> uh, <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, what's your what what you what what's your prediction uh, for May? May. For May. May. That's not what I was expecting. Well, for May, because ho- I'm hoping we'll do another podcast next month. Well, you see. Uh, okay. Well, we'll sure have to do one in June. You don't mean October? <laughs> for May. Predictions, hey? Uh, I think there'll be an upturn of, of form for Barnard's Green. Yeah. Um, I'm not looking forward to playing them, if that's the case. But hopefully we can uh, we can beat them. We did last year. We beat them in the, the, the away game. Um, I'm obviously hoping when Cricket Club, we can push up the table. I also think Wolverhampton will push up uh, further up the table. Agreed. Um, Most definitely. And um, yeah, I think the rest. I probably yeah, you. I probably say you'll find the top three may might stay. 
Yeah. Um, you might see Litchfield not not because they're a bad side or anything, but maybe just when other teams strengthen, they might find themselves you know on the wrong side of some results. They might not, but they might drop down. A few of the middle teams will swap round, but you might find Bromsgrove, Dorridge, mate way for you know Wolverhampton, mm-hmm. you know Warsaw, West Brom coming up the table potentially. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see Barnard's Green against Harborn. See the outcome of that. Mm. Mm. Uh, you- Spoken really positively about Harborn, but I still think Barnard's Green will be in the top two come the end of the season. Yeah, I was I was just impressed with um, Harborn. They've they've just strengthened, and from last year they just look a, a, a hell of a lot stronger. So uh, and they were, they were a good side last year. So uh, I, I I think they're going to stay in the top three. Um, How many white ball games are left? Uh, is it two? Oh, left? This one is not yeah, yeah, two left. Yeah. Two left. Yeah. Yeah, so Harry Chandler be uh, shitting himself. <laughs> <laughs> Why can he not see red? No, he averaged, I think he averaged, <laughs> was it three in Red Bull? He did all right. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Harry, dropped you in it there, kid. <laughs> no, like you say, it's all there for play cricket. You can go and read it if you like. You can talk you through it, ball and ball. <laughs> ball and ball. <laughs> Needs to start getting himself out the doghouse if his Instagram's anything to go by. Oh, get God, himself yeah. in the nets. Jesus. Than... He's, a... <laughs> He's a boy. He is a boy. Well. So, f- finally, one, one, one thing before we do move on to Division 1, aside who we haven't mentioned, who have obviously ties with Division 1 last season's relegated side, Warsaw, starting off with uh, three defeats to Bridge North, Himley and West Brom, with fixtures of Harborne, Wem, Dorridge and Barnard's Green to come. Do we see them... Uh, improving their fortunes. Obviously, I've never played Warsaw, so I'd like to hear the thoughts of the other lads. But one thing I would say is, obviously, after the uh, we defeated West Brom quite heavily, um, you know, to see them bounce back, you, you know, I, I, they must have played very well. Um, so I don't know what Warsaw are like, but um, you know, after after a bit of a drumming, they've they bounced back. So. You know. I think they nearly lost Jordan, didn't they? Just before the season started. That okay. was very, very close to happening. Um, and it didn't, which they'll probably be very grateful for later down mm. the season when the Red Bulls, especially when the Red Bulls starts with how many wickets he took last year. But like you said, yeah. you haven't played Warsaw. I don't think I've played this Warsaw side. It's only probably right, about okay. two, two or three. Yeah, they've had a lot of losses, year. haven't they, yeah. in the winter? So I think see sometimes having a lot of players move and fresh players come in might be a, a good thing but I think it's it's hit them quite hard <clears> I think uh, going down is a is a <clears throat> is not great anyway but then you lose uh, a number of your players um quite late in the season I think as well so I think it's going to be a tough tough ask I think Jordan's obviously a, a huge huge part they lost obviously the the Cox brothers to uh, to West Brom and and Hales Owen uh, respectively so that's there's two huge losses as well so it's, it's a bit sad to see where they are because they're a, a good club and with a, with a proud history so um, you see interested to see if they bounce back but it's going to be quite a tough ride for them I think Yeah Jordan Bullpit uh, sixth in the bowling uh, with seven wickets so far uh, with that five wicket all of five for 27 so yeah you never know one to, one to look out for and obviously they've got Arm who's in the top four uh, for the batting so maybe an upturn in fortunes for Warsaw anyway that's some great insight guys now let's move ourselves on to Premier Division 1 
It won't be the first text from a dad we've had. Anyway, so moving on to Premier Division 1 and leading the way after three games are Kidderminster on 60 points, Smethwick in second with 60 points, in third, Knoll and Dorridge on 47, Mosley in fourth with 46, fifth, Schiffnall with 45, sixth, Bart Green on 43, in seventh, Leamington on 32, 8th, Shrewsbury also on 32, 9th, Berkswell on 31, in 10th, Kenilworth Wardens on 27, and in the relegation zone, 11th and 12th, we've got Hales Owen on 18 and Ombersley on 17. So, bit of an interesting one they say, Mr. Parton. So, what jumps out at you here? Um, well, I'll go, with, we've already talked about Spaddock. So should we just should we finish our chat about Smother before we move on to the into that um, elephant in the Berkswell room? Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> They've had a great start, haven't they? I think um, well that just ties into one, doesn't it? Because they beat Berkswell this weekend. Just going, what would you say? Um, first team to reach three hundred, wasn't it this year? Continuing on, uh, did they win the final the day after as well? Didn't they? Was it the day after that? Yeah. yeah. So you know, like a pretty good weekend for them, and probably not what. So I would have been expecting from the start of the season, but they found themselves up against an informed Smethwick side, haven't they? Were obviously, uh, like you said earlier, they're the team to beat by the looks so far for the first half of the season. I'd have thought. The only thing I'd say, the only thing I'd say about Smethwick is they did this. They were in third or fourth last year or year before, looked really strong, and then fell off, sort of from the halfway point, finished mid-table. I imagine with the signings they made, they don't want to do that again this year. So I can't see them tailing off if they keep that side together. No, I completely agree with um, um, with Will on that one. Smethwick obviously look like the side to beat so far. They've set the tone extremely well, done well in the Graham Williamson, obviously took a good win on Saturday and they've made some very good signings, got a high class overseas, uh, a couple of good youngsters, a young leg spinner who we played actually, for, who's on, on Warwickshire's academy, uh, who looked a, a tiny little bowler as well. And they're, they're a difficult side to beat at home, most definitely. Um, so they'll definitely be the, the side to, to keep a good eye on and like you said Will Berkswell are down at ninth. I don't think they've ever lost two games in a row for, for a long period of time so it's very interesting to see that happen I think it's equal the amount of games they've lost in the league over the last three years exactly it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so it, I, I always say every time you'd be a fool to suggest that Berkswell will stay down there for very long I can't imagine that they'll be but like you say I think if you only have to win two games you'll be back at the top so it doesn't mean anything does it? No I think they've still got some high quality cricketers at the, at the club some experienced heads with a couple of good youngsters and um, I'm sure they'll they'll bounce back uh, uh, pretty well so yeah, Berkswell being at ninth and probably I think Hayes Owen are probably going to be the biggest ones kicking themselves they probably should have won that uh, that game against Berkswell, so they could have been even in more trouble. So it's obviously interesting to see them there. But uh, yeah, like you say, uh, write them off at your peril because they've got some seriously good cricketers. Yep. Uh, well, Berkswell is the obvious one that sticks out. Um, I've Nolan Dorridge. I was actually when I looked at the league table, I thought, why are they third? And I don't know whether it's just because of everyone's looking at the big fella and his performances to date, and that's where the focus. Has, has come along, but other people have, have performed well for them as well. So they've got some good cricketers. Um, they've had some problems with injuries, with, with losing a couple of key bowlers, but I think if KD can keep their squad together, they'll be around and about. Um, surprised me a little bit, Hales Owen being down there. 
it, it really did. I thought they'd be, be strong, but obviously, I thought looked a really good side against us on 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 Saturday. I mean, we had we've got a new groundsman who's doing an absolutely amazing job, um, and you know, two seventy plays. Well, we knocked them off for for three. Uh, there's a lot of run scores, and there's a lot of really really good bowling going on. Um, you know, people. A lot of ex-first class guys, so Sutts bowling, Richard Jones. There's a, a lot of very, very high caliber bowling, um, and to have that amount of runs scored in in a short period of time, it was surprising, really, that Ombus to see Ombusley down there. Um, I don't know how many games Mitch is going to play. Sutts is he, he mentioned on Saturday around ten or, or twelve, and that's a lot. He looked in good nick. Yeah, he looked. Uh, yeah, Ombusley obviously do stand out a fair bit with the the, the side they have on paper with. The likes of uh, Mitchell and new signing at Worcester, Taylor Cornell open the bat, and you've got good club cricketer in, well, good club cricketers all the way down, Liam Gwynn, Nick Hammond, uh, and then you've got the likes of Rich Jones, Gareth Andrew, uh, George, George Pillai, uh, yeah, Ben Griffin, uh, some really good players there. And obviously, it was a cracking game on Saturday, with really good chase from a couple of our lads uh, with the bat. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very interesting to see where they, again, I'd probably write them off at your peril because that. That bowling attack, I think if it clicks, it can it can decimate most uh, most batting lineups and and with the likes of Mitch and Taylor and Nick Hammond and and Liam again, they need a bit little bit of confidence and, and maybe get one win under their belt and then they can fly. So I think the standard of the league so far has been of high quality. It's been high quality mm. for a long time, but I'm looking at it at the moment. There's some serious players knocking around, whether they're ex pros, uh, obviously seeing more professionals play in the league. Uh, and some young young talent throughout all these teams that I'm looking at at the moment. There's some seriously good cricket, and I think it's good to see. Obviously, it's not good to see Burks well down at ninth, but I think it's quite nice to to see that the the league is, I think, quite wide open, and, and there's a, a number of teams that could be pushing um, throughout the year. So uh, yeah, it's it's long may it continue. Just makes you th- makes you think that it's there for the taking for anybody this year. I feel. I think so. I, I, yeah. I still think if you finish up at Burkeswell, you win it. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. I think you've 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 got to look at the, the even the two new teams, kind of kind of worth wardens. Like you said, first game didn't have a great day, and then a week later they beat Burkeswell, and that's how kind of you, it can change very quickly. That one minute you're you're down, and the next minute you just put some couple of guys click and. Uh, and you can find some really good form and, and you've got to keep your eye on the ball otherwise uh, this league does bite you in the backside very quickly um, so yeah, it that's, it's good it very much does Would you say that's the surprise result of the uh, op- well across both the divisions opening opening in a few weeks opening month even probably yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say definitely. so yeah purely because of the because it's a team coming up beating you know beating a, a team like that but bouncing back from one of the heaviest defeats that the club probably has in the, has had in the league. Yeah, that shows that they are obviously that first week probably a bit of an anomaly for them really in terms of the good quality they've got. Young Henry Cullen and Reeve Evitts, they had Josh Baker, they've got Jacob Bethel, uh, they've got very good overseas. Um, they've signed Jamie, uh, Jamie Harrison from Hales Owen, Alex Wyatt's obviously there with the ball. So they've got some seriously good cricketers uh, and, and they obviously had a bit of an off day on that first day. Is there any surprise on uh, another Shropshire club in Shifnal, how they've started the league? I know they've lost a lot of players. Is there a surprise there? Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, it's still early days, isn't it? Only three games in. Uh, and this, this league table, I think, will look a little bit different in, in another three games. Um, but they did lose a lot of well, a couple of key players, didn't they? Sheffield, particularly batting, from from what I understand. Um, and we, I think we've got them the game after next. It'll be interesting to see what what they're like. Um, it's you know, but to, to see where they are, I wouldn't have expected them to be fifth at this stage. With with all due respect, given the, some of the clubs, but after three games, you know, you win a couple, mm. you're not going to be in the bottom three or four, are you? Yeah, so Bill, you've seen them up close and personal this season. What are your thoughts on Sheffield? Yeah, I mean, they've they've got their... We've talked about it before, didn't we, um, in the last part, that they've got their way of playing. You know, they have they like to do things a little bit differently. Um, sort of use what they've got to their advantage. I think, you know, Muzz is, is good with that. He'll, you know, they back quite deep. They've been... I think um, Sean Lorimer now has got you got a forty odd against us, and you got a forty odd last week, and you sort of getting them into good positions to, you know, they you know, they, they fought a little bit. I hate using that phrase, fought. They played good cricket um, to get themselves in good positions. I mean, we dropped six catches against them, so that's why you know that's not going to help. Um, but, you know, I think we would have won our game if we'd have caught those catches. Um, so I think we had him seventy for seven or something like that, or. And then we had them 130 for nine, and they got 190. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah, things like that. So it shows that they've got players there to, you know, if they dig in, you know, they'll they'll, they'll win they'll win enough games. They'll surprise enough teams. I think mm-hmm. that's exactly how they did it last year. Yeah, they've lost a couple of key players, but um, the actual main part of the team is sort of still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll uh, start alphabetically and we'll start with Barnt Green. So you're finding yourselves here in sixth position after the first three. 43 points, a win against Kenilworth, a loss to Smethwick and a win against Ombersley uh, with your fixtures in May being Mosley, Shifnal, Berkswell and K&D. Looks like a fun month coming ahead, guys. Yeah, but very much, very much. Um, we're, we're hoping the weather stays dry because availability is exceptionally good for us this week. As I think I mentioned right at the start, we'll have Tom Banton playing this this Saturday. Um, Sutz has started off really, really well. Um, Jack Banton's phone starts to find some form. Um, every, everyone's really playing well. We lost to a good Smedic team. We've played some really good cricket so far. We just lost to a really good Smedic team on on the day. And you know, if we can get and if we can win the next two and be pushing around the top two and three going into the the, the two on paper really big games, then 
let's see where that takes us. But I'm I'm pleased with what we've got going so far. Um, we're hoping that we've got our Adam Amino back over from Australia, who's looking exceptionally well, good in the nets, and so far has had a, c a couple of single-figure scores, but that'll change really quickly. He was averaging just over 55 playing in the first grade in, in, in Melbourne, which is a really, really strong comp. Um, and we've got real competition for places. Uh, I mean, this week, we've got Will Baker will be back. Obviously, Tom will be playing. Um, we've got decisions to make that, you know, there could be a couple that, that get, get left out. And that's what we want, healthy competition. We've got 14, 15 good players who can play in the first team. And if somebody misses out, then, you know, you're not bringing in people that can't win your games. And that's that's what I've really tried to do over the last couple of years, particularly, is to not over-rely on having the pros there because you can't, you know, reliability and availability isn't, isn't always there. I think we're in a better place now than squad-wise than perhaps we've been in the last four or five years. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Sats. Yeah, no, completely. we played some really good cricket. I think the, the first week was... Was a was a good starting point. I think we've still played some some strong cricket. I, I think the big one at Ombersley, the chasing chasing down under uh, two hundred sixty odd uh, when we were forty for three. I think, as Froggy said over the last few years, I think we would have relied on two pros getting us over the line, whether it be Lammy, whether it be Tom, whether it be Polly. Obviously, Jack's just turned as a pro, but to have Jack and um, and Dom Harding against that attack, uh, you have a two hundred. 21 partnership, I think it yeah, was on yeah. Saturday, um, uh, was high quality. I think they, they gave a couple of chances, which obviously put down, but there's not many partnerships that you're going to have completely chanceless. So uh, I think that was a, a big one for from our point of view. I think our bowling as a group, not just me as an individual, but as a group, we've bowled well as collectively. We've done some really good things over the last few years. I think as a batting unit, uh, they'll be the first ones to hold their hands up and say, they haven't done as well as they know their potential says they could do. So I think by showing showcasing that um, this week uh, just gone is a, is a really good starting point. And uh, if I can keep helping out with with the side, getting a few wickets here and there, then it makes life a little bit easier. I think I said in the past, the teams that finish at the top are the teams that have the strongest squad when their best players aren't there. So they're yeah. contracted players and everything. Do you think that's where you are now then? I think we're in a better place, aren't we? Yeah. Sats? And, and yeah. you know, we, we touched on it right at the start when we was talking about the culture of the club. I think the the one of the best examples of that is you, you get a message from any one of the pros, whether it be whether it be Tom, whether it be Polly, whether it be Lammy, contacting you saying I'm, I'm available this weekend. I'd really like to play. Can you you know can I play? Um, as opposed to you know you're chasing people down and and it, it's 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 not like that and because they're such great guys as well um, if somebody does miss out because of Ed or or Lammy or Tom becoming available but they understand it they understand it they're not the type of people who come in and sit there asking for ridiculous amounts of money and you know they they won't I'm not trying to blow their trumpet here but they they refuse to take any money from us they won't they won't take a penny from us and that, that's credit to them that you've got an international cricketer and two professional players that could easily go and get a lot of money playing out probably probably not tom obviously because if he, he wouldn't want to do that but the other guys could go and get a lot of money playing elsewhere they choose not to and that's right it's very good to hear stuff like that mm. yeah you hear, you hear so many you so many bad things around the counties and uh, you know it's good to hear that yeah we're, we're very very fortunate I mean, yes, we've, I'd like to think that we've created a culture, but I think 
the three lads particularly that we just mentioned there, uh, and Ollie Stone falls into exactly the same category. Mm. Absolutely brilliant guys. Always come down to the club. I mean, Lammy was down last week when they were playing Essex, um, having got 60 or 70 in the day, and he, he came down just to support the lads and say hello. And, it, you know, it's just things, little things like that, setting the right examples, the right values. That's, that's what we've tried to build over the last three or four years. I think we're in a really healthy place as a club. I was about to say, how important do you think that that example sets to, you know, the younger players and also other not-so-younger players uh, who uh, turn up for Barn Green every week? Yeah, I think um, from echoing uh, what Simon said, I think there's also some really good young club cricketers and cricketers that have come into the club. So we've had... Ben Chapman, Lily, Romy Bra, Dom Harding come f- from outside and come into the club and, and fitted in extremely well and understanding the culture. And that's kind of one of the main reasons they've come to the club is they've they've seen it, they've heard about it and they've wanted to be a part of it. And then we've got uh, Robbie Shermer's another one has uh, came down mm-hmm. a few, few years ago and watched us play and loved the way we went about our business. Obviously, good friends with Daryl Williams and came into the club through that. Got a couple of younger lads uh, who I haven't mentioned, as well as Cameron. We've got Adam Hines, young bowler who was young MVP a few years ago, and Ben Chapman. Obviously, Ben Chapman Lilly was MVP a couple of years ago as well. Um, also got Will Baker, who's been a stalwart since he was 14, 15 years old. So we're creating some some really good stuff. Uh, and there's a couple of younger lads. Uh, Jack Warner's a young lad. Um, Simon's. Uh, Son Hayden been captain in the twos and kind of taking taking that team forward as well. So it's kind of not just the ones as well. I feel the twos are, are kind of pushing forward and and they're creating a culture. So when they move into the the first team, it's it's quite seamless really in terms of what ex- what's expected of you, the kind of atmosphere in the dressing room, the way we prepare, the way we train, all those sorts of little things. And if that can feed all the way down to the third team and and all the younger players, then it. it it makes players want to stay, which is obviously a huge one. And it makes the transition going up into the first team 10 times easier because mm-hmm. if you're a bit nervous and you're and you're kind of a bit worried about what you're going to be kind of thought of as a first team cricketer coming through the club, then um, it can be a bit nerve wracking and you, can, you can't perform at your best. So hopefully when they walk into the change room, they, they feel comfortable and they can go out and perform and showcase their skills. So we are creating some good things. We're obviously very biased. But um, it's it's definitely something we're very proud of, and we'll continue to do. Yeah. Definitely something think- worth promoting as well. Partly in the fact that you know, in the in the past, probably maybe like the last decade or so since the league changed, you found a lot of money going about, wasn't there? And a lot of people moving clubs. And if you've got that from the top down, you know, it shows that it's not all about that. You know, and you you will enjoy your cricket more, and you'll build a good squad better. You know, we've been looking, you know, the same sort of way. And you can see, you know, you can see a club that's enjoying themselves and enjoying their cricket, and you'll have people stay for a lot longer if that's, you know, if if that's how people they're not going to look at that person and go, how are they earning money? I'm going to go earn some money somewhere else, or they're not going to yeah. look and say, how, how, why is this like this? You know, it's, you know, everyone's on the same page, and I think it definitely helps a club um, far more in the long run. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest challenge that I faced over the last was during the, the three seasons. This is my fourth season now of. of doing this job is is retaining the players and the, you know with the money that is thrown around we could easily thing, lose pretty much every player in the team um, and I'm really proud to say that the culture that we've all created at the club now and the pros have played a big part in that 
in driving it. When, when we bring players in, like Andy alluded to earlier in, in Rami, Ben Chapman, Lily, Robbie Shermer, they're the right type of people as well. So they make an effort to be social. They play the National Knockout Games. They play the Graham Williamson Games and make themselves available. Robbie Shermer and, and Ben Chapman Lily used to travel, God knows how many miles from Loughborough University and Morton and the Marsh to train on a Tuesday and a Thursday night. And that's, there's no, 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 they're not getting paid to do that. They're doing it because they want to do it and they want to be better. And we're trying to get the right people and the right players. And if we can get both of those parts right, then we're not going to go far wrong. Well, that's, and, and all that's because it's more about the club rather than about the Saturday. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just about turning up on the Saturday. Everyone realises that it's a club thing. It's a club effort and that more time you spend there, you know, the, the better off everyone's going to be. It's definitely worth something shouting about because there's definitely a few more clubs going down this path now, realising that it's the way, you know, the way forward. And hopefully, you know, it rubs off on everyone in the end. We've seen victims, haven't we, of people that have chased chase the golden ticket by throwing money at it and then when the investor falls away everyone disappears and that's you know that there's, there's no no benefit in that so yes of course you have to yeah you have to be trying to be as competitive as you can and try and get the best players in that you can but at the same time if you don't have the same budget as other clubs do <clears throat> then you have to create a culture and you have to promote young cricketers and give people a chance like like we've done with Cameron Jones, like we've done with Dan Meredith, like we've done with Jack Warner, with, with my son, Hayden. He's, he's come up, and the, these guys, they want to play in the first team for years to come. And the, the, the culture of being around the professionals and being able to just ask them for a bit of opinion or a bit of feedback on their game, they, 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 they're very, very honest and open and, and happy to share it. And, you know, long may that continue. It only takes a couple of people like that to to always be there doing something like you said on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, not just on the designated nights that they're told to turn up on. More people tag onto that and more and more and more. And you find that there's just more people there every day of the week. There's somebody there, mm-hmm. you know, four mm-hmm. or five lads, doesn't matter what standard they play, they tag onto that. And it definitely improves every, all teams, doesn't it? Like you say, yeah, it filters absolutely. through, if that filters through, especially if it comes from the top. It sounds like a really good thing that's been built there and uh, we'll move ourselves on to, well, we've spoken about Berkswell, but they've won their first game against Hales Owen, lost to Kenilworth and Smethwick and find themselves in ninth with 31 points. Their next fixtures, Ombersley, Mosley, Bart Green, Schiffnell, as we've mentioned, think that they're going to bounce back pretty much. Need to, don't they? They do need to. As you say, anyone that finishes above them is probably, probably going to win it. So, um, yeah, we'll see if they bounce back in the next coming fixtures. So, say they don't. Let's throw something hypothetical out there. Do uh, say they don't pick up. Uh, well, they pick up another couple of losses. What? How do you think that that will go down across the league? You don't fancy a little wager on that, do you? <laughs> hey, if you know Hurley like I do, he went to Leeds University. He come back the tightest bloke I've met in my life. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> There's one particular family at Barn Green that immediately springs to mind. They'll give you a run for your money there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Learn not to part with McAsh. Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, so no, but it'd definitely be interesting to see what happened. But as we've mentioned, probably expect them to go four from four, we say. It's to be expected. (laughs) 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 There we go. Probably, probably three from four. Three from four, there we go, there we go. And, uh... Obviously to get their first win. 
<laughs> so moving ourselves on to Hales Owen, uh, find themselves in 11th, obviously newly newly promoted, uh, finished on eight, well they're on 18 points at the moment, three losses, uh, three tough games though, they've played mm-hmm. Burkeswell, K&D and Kidderminster, um, fairly easier fixture next of Shrewsbury uh, before then moving on to Leamington, Shifnal and Kenilworth, uh, thoughts on that Will? Bit mate. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I think they've got quite a good side, haven't they? Um, mm. Didn't you say they were probably unlucky not to win their first game? They probably, mm. you know, um, you know, if they, I imagine they'll pick up some wins. They got some good players in there, you know. Cabo old Maidenhead, he'll um, he'll win them a couple of games down the line, won't he? That's but, a tough. Uh, that's a very tough start, by the way. Looking at that, that is a tough start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, how, for anyone who doesn't know and oh, yeah, hasn't listened to yeah, a podcast his, his looks like a maiden in a scorebook <laughs> <laughs> sorry carry on <laughs> just in case no one had listened to the podcast before and it's <laughs> welcome welcome <laughs> so how are you prepared for that game then Will hey what's Owen yeah. I've already I already wound him up at the captain's meeting by sticking my finger in his ear for the whole hour and a half um, <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah you really enjoyed that one and uh, I saw he was writing notes, which I thought was really sad. So, uh, I, uh, so I made my own notes because I saw him looking at my phone. Uh, and and uh, one that I, when I caught him laughing, I knew he was uh, looking at my phone because I was just writing things like buy a giant inflatable duck for personal use and what's my favourite country song, discuss in the mirror later, things like that. You know? <laughs> just, to, just to see if he was looking. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, how are we prepared? Uh, don't know. Training's on Wednesday, so I don't know. <laughs> are you uh, are you looking strong? Have you got a strong squad to choose? I believe Garrett's going to play his first game back this year, so yeah, Fair. that's a bit of a you know that's a bit of a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sort of been coming back into fitness. Um, was hoping uh, that he was going to play last week, but um, he was uh, warming his seat on the bus down to Taunton. So that was a bit of a shame. Um, mm-hmm. He looked good running the drinks. So that was nice. Nice for him. But it'll be good to have him back. Um, he brings a lot to the side. Uh, yeah, and we've probably probably been a seamer short this year, I would have thought. We've gone into games with only two or three. So yeah. we definitely need that that push. A bit of a professional head in there as well, I think, will help. Definitely. Cool. Uh, moving ourselves on to Kenilworth, they find themselves in a 10th, 27 points, a loss to Bank Green, a victory against Berkswell, and then a loss to KND. Again, another tough start for them. And similar set of fixtures. They've got Kidderminster, another tough game, Shrewsbury, Leamington, then Hales Owen. Thoughts on Kenilworth so far, guys? Well, I think just, just with Kenilworth, after their loss to us, it was unbelievable. I don't know what type of potions and magic was being around the Kenilworth Warden's dressing room, but to, to come back and win that game against Berkswell was just an in, incredible effort. <laughs> UK anti-doping straight <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> yeah, there's, there must be some sort of, definitely some magic potions going around that dressing room. Yeah. Michael's secret sauce from Space Jam. <laughs> I've got to say, looking at the um, at the fixture, I couldn't, I just couldn't believe it when I saw that beat. It was. Uh, it's great. Just shows you can go up and you can uh, on your day you can beat anyone if you put your mind to it and, and play good cricket. That's the spirit, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> 
so we move ourselves on to Kidderminster then uh, find themselves top of the table with three victories against Shrewsbury, Leamington and Hales Owen today and next up are Kenilworth, Smethwick, Ombersley and Barnett's Green so uh, starting starting where they left off last down, season though. Will <laughs> they're going down Why, what did I just say <laughs> did I say something like that did I have you got Barnard's Green? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Why are Barnard's Green in that Sorry, room? mate. That's, yeah. that's who they've got in the T20. Is that your uh, prediction? Uh, is that your prediction? So, yeah. They're next, yeah, anyway, they've got... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Their next fixture is against Kenilworth, Smellick, Ombersley and someone else. Um, <laughs> so, uh, whilst I find that out, Will, because uh, of my amazing preparation today, uh, what are your thoughts on Kidderminster? Obviously, face them first up. Yeah, a strong side. Um, yeah, you know, um, I think Ho scored, uh, got a good knock. Um, Callum Bennett looks like a very good organised player. Um, I think the week after that, he got you know a sixty and a ninety. You know, in the Graham Williams in the next league game, he looks he looks really good against us. To be fair, um, and another the other opening batter, really a young lad. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, you know, we had Ed Barnard playing for us in that game, and uh, he looked really comfortable for a, you know, such a young lad against him. Um, quite impressed us quite a lot, actually. Uh, we actually threw the game away, in all honesty. Um, I think we had him. Um, we were looking at chasing three twenty, three thirty at one point. You know, it looked on a really good pitch. It looked quite, you know, kind of dire. We ended up um, with them being what was it, two four five or something, two four five for for four or for five. We ended up bowling them out for two fifty. Mm. You know, and, and somehow and found ourselves 160 for two or one, and bowled out for 210. So, uh, you know, I'd say we we threw that game away. To be honest, a game we definitely should have won. Mm. Um, blame myself, of course. There was an interesting run out in that game, Will. That um, <laughs> got some interesting video footage, which I, funny enough, I was in Barcelona and I, I was. Pretty bored, so I got it. <laughs> he didn't hear my got, it, got it up and uh... <laughs> you hear it on the camera built into the microphone on the side screen. <laughs> <laughs> talk us through it. it. Talk um, us through it. The moment that you turn around, you throw, you you punch your bat onto the floor. Um, if anyone hasn't seen it, it is on our Instagram, Twitter, it's and Facebook. Of, it's, it's the first thing Will's middle all season. I threw it, it and then punched it out at the time. Oh, I'm right with <laughs> yeah, well, milk, like I said, milk turns faster than Swifty. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> even your little legs, you were weighing, weren't you? You were flying. I was past the stumps, mate. God. Yeah, was, so, you were on for three. I was on for three. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I got my own back the week after when I hit straight to my wicket and shouted yes and ran him out again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely barbecued. Oh, I actually threw my bat again, but <laughs> putting frustration at myself. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, um, I am pretty much the main culprit for his, the start of his season. So sorry, Swifty. I've apologised several times. Yeah, <laughs> and and and, um, and I was driving him home that day. Oh, <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely car drive home. <laughs> yeah, we were all right. We put John Mayer on, and we were fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Kidderminster's next picture is a Kenilworth, Smethwick, Ombersley, and Mosley. 
Mm. Interesting. Interesting yeah. set of fixtures. Definitely not. That one is great. No, not probably. Anyway, so uh, move ourselves on to the next team, Nolan Dorridge, a side who have got a lot of newspaper inches over the last month or so. They find themselves in third, 47 points, a famous loss to Leamington as it is now, and not the only thing that was lost on that day, and a victory against <laughs> was it Helton, and then there was a victory against Kenilworth. So, uh, thoughts on Nolan Dodge in third? Obviously, uh, they've taken the headlines recently with a certain signing. Uh, their next fixtures are Smethwick, Ombersley, Mosley, and Barn Green yourself. So, guys, you may want to... Uh, Mind what you say when we're talking about Kennel. Well, we're talking about Nolan Dodge. <laughs> I'm happy our game's a Red Bull game. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> the game. There you go, Such. There's the Red Bull. Swing it around the corner. <laughs> the issue I'm is, I'll get a game when it's Saturday against Medic. I thought that'll be a really, really good game. Mm. A really good mm. game. Mm. Big test for the KD, that one. Yeah, they're a quality side. They've been a, a good side for a long period of time. They've obviously lost uh, Neil Dexter in the in the winter, but got uh, Jake Lintot as well, who's a who's a good quality uh, cricketer, and and obviously Big Carlos as well. Um, I'm sure he's got a, a sixty ball under and sixty around the corner at some point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's going to click, uh, isn't it? It's going to come. You know, he's getting back from injury, isn't he? So uh, we'll yeah. wait. We'll wait to see it. Yeah, I think. It, yeah, obviously, it's a it's a good. I think it's just a great thing for the. For the league in general, I think the better, mm. higher quality players we can have in the league, and the more promotion it gets, then the better. And if it gets, I think it, they've had quite a fair few uh, spectators at the game, which I can mm. think of anything mm. better to kind of play on a Saturday and have 400, 500, maybe more people watching a game of cricket. Mm. Yes, not to watch people like me, but um, it's it's nice to 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 have those sorts of high quality players. We say it's similar when we have Stony for us. It's Get people coming down to watch somebody because they 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 empty bars whether they whack it for six or bowl uh, nearly ninety mile an hour. These guys mm. are, are box office, so it's great to have that in the league. How much trucking a taxi is this Melick this week? Or um or just uh, just uh, just in the tow car or something like that. Jackie <laughs> <laughs> left his keys in the car. No uh, comment, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bloke. I bet he saw what he got himself in for after that first game. Uh, it's not no. the sort of area either, is it? <laughs> no, exactly. No, it's not the worst. <laughs> no. That won't happen that many times in that area. No, oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, so, um, they, they, well, I think, you know, they've done a fantastic job of promoting it and everything in regards to the club themselves. They do a great job of their social media and the promotion and everything like that. So it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it's really shining a good light on the league and they're doing their part, especially with all these other clubs who have got um, the YouTube live. And I know you've enjoyed watching yourself a few times, Will. Um, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's a great way of promoting, promoting the league and also promoting uh, club cricket. Mm, it is fantastic. Um, always, as a cricketer, you just want to play against the best players, don't you? Mm. You know, um, I, I was talking to some of the Wearfield lads and they were talking about the way uh, Adam Finch bowled against them. And they were like, oh, he only plays a few games. I played him last season. Absolutely loved it. Playing against a, a professional cricketer on a Saturday, that's what I want to do. I want to play the best players. You know, to, to play Carlos Brayford, you just want to get him out, don't you? 
you want to get him out and you want to beat them. So, you know, it's I think it's a great advert for cricket and great for the Birmingham League as well. Yeah. If it brings great, I was talking to, yeah. to Dave Smith this morning from K&D. Sorry, Will. That's um, right. This morning, and he, and he said that um, he's just been a, an absolute model pro. He's often there till half 10, 11 o'clock um, in, in the club signing autographs, having pictures taken, no doubt. Mm-hmm telling the story of the fourth six and remember the name and all that, all that sort of stuff. But yeah. not, not all professional players are, are, are like that. Um, and it's actually right. It's really refreshing to, to hear that he's, he seems to be a really, really good guy and he's willing to put something back in. And I'm sure, I'm sure he's not doing it for the money. Um, and that might be, that might be helpful. And he's going to be around. He wants to play some white ball cricket in preparation for the, for the blast. Um, but you know all, all the lads that, that, that I know at K and D and the people that, that don't play couldn't speak in, any more highly of him. They, they said he's just a great guy and he's representing the club fabulously. And if you've got top quality players, um, we have the same when when our lads, as we alluded to earlier, come along. They're they're, they're good as gold. I mean, would have what what a game that would have been if we'd have had Banton, Stone, and Pollock playing against Rathway. That, I mean, that would have been <laughs> that would have been worth having a look at. Mm. Might have had a Saturday off and can watch. <laughs> Do you think that it makes it harder for KND uh, in the season, in the games that he plays against, with players potentially upping their game? And I mean, well, it was a rank long up that got him mm. against Leamington, wasn't it? But um, it, you know, players kind of like playing against Carlos Bath. I know you, you're going to play against players of a very good standard, but very rarely. T20 World Cup winning mm. world famous cricketers. I'm sure it can also work in the other way, can't it? Because you can turn up, the opposition could be concentrating on the big name and, and the rest of the lads can chip it and do the job. So it, it it's a, a difficult one when you, you've got a big name on a pitch because it's all about them, isn't it? You know, not, not they have make it all about them, but it's, you know, you're turning up and in the back of your mind, all you're thinking is about, I want to get him out. I want to ease my scout for the day. Well, yeah, I think you guys have the experience of international cricket. You know, what's it like when it, when when Stone comes in and plays, you know? Mm. Well, it makes, well, it makes my job a lot easier. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, he opens the bat and gets 100. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think he just, well, as Froggy said earlier, even when he played as a batter for us a couple of years ago, and he just he brings another level um, into the change room. But from me as a, as an opening bowler with him at the other end, it just kind of, I think, especially with the Kenilworth game we had early in the season, I think they were probably all more, more worried about facing a guy bowling 90 mm-hmm. mile an hour and forgot about me and it let, let me do my job and it, it makes things easier. And, and I think the other the other guys involved in the chat, similar with Tom uh, and Polly and Lammy, and mm-hmm. um, when they play, I think it just gives everybody loads of confidence and that's the way I kind of take it from playing with those sorts of guys. It just gives you a bit another... 10-15% of, uh, of confidence that you've got these guys in the same dressing room as you and I'm sure that's the same for the K&D boys with people like uh, Carlos and um, when you've had obviously Will when you've had kind of pros come into the change room whether it's been Dylan or or Gaza or even kind of ex-pros like like Fozzies and, and, and people like that you, you kind of raise your game a little bit more don't you? Yeah um, but you're right in the sense of I remember going back 16 17 or how many of years ago when Ian Butler played for Harborn mm-hmm. uh, when he was um, in the New Zealand side, team at the side at the time bowling 90 miles an hour 
and didn't buy one ball on the stumps to me, which was fantastic. Uh, and I just chipped out to the dobber at the other end, hit it straight to mid on, like saying, <laughs> hey, yeah, it just concentrated so hard on not getting hit by this bloke. And then I've uh, completely forgot about the other guy. Yeah, it does happen. <laughs> yeah, an interesting feeling at first slip, couldn't it, to Butler? You've been leaning on the, the uh, gate at the back, yeah. haven't you? Just... <laughs> I, was, I, was saying, I was saying at the weekend at Hardbourne that a lot of these bowlers wouldn't be able to get their full run up there, would they? They'd have to run across the road. It's where they invented the phrase uh, kicking off the sight screen, wasn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so now we're going to pass that on to your experiences with international cricketers, James. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, cool. We'll move ourselves on to Leamington. Um, position to seven, um, points 32. Why, why have you got loose Leamington written in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one against KND, uh, lost to Kidderminster, and then lost to Shrewsbury. Their next fixtures, Shifnal, Hales, Owen, Kenilworth, Smethwick. So, obviously, Asadi finished top four last season. Um, hoping to turn that around with their next round of fixtures, would we say? Yeah, I think so. The, um they definitely missed uh, Carroll against us. And obviously, uh, they lost um, their keeper, didn't they? Just a couple of weeks before the season started, which I think was a big loss for him, which they haven't been able to replace him. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, I think so. I think they've got they've got some quite good uh, good players there. So, they'll definitely win a few more games, I don't I think. Has their overseas come over again from last yeah. year? No. Not the same. No, he hasn't, no. It's, uh, it's funny looking at the, the team... They got 300-odd against, well, nearly 400 at their place against us last year. And um, at the top six, it was only the two openers that um, played against us uh, on Saturday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, it was quite a different batting lineup. I think it was, anyway. I probably missed a couple out and it's like, how'd you forget me? But... Yeah, it was a very different side. Moving ourselves on to Mosley, then a uh, team who find themselves in the fourth, 46 points, lost the first game to, obviously, Smethwick, who we pretty much said are going to be there and thereabouts, we reckon, and then good win. Good win in the next game. Good win in the next game against themselves. <laughs> yeah, 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 in a yeah, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> shit. I, guaranteed a win there by the look of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You sure they didn't beat Barnard's Green? Ulfric got a fine. So, so yeah, lost against Smedic, but then a good win against Ombersley. Sorry, I'm going to have to record that whilst I'm not laughing, so it's seamless. Yeah, so good uh, for, well, but. Not good. So they lost their first game to Smethwick, as I do, we've all agreed, will be there or thereabouts. Then uh, a good victory against no, on <laughs> obviously. And then uh, a, a, a third, second victory in the third game. Cheers, Andy, uh, against Schiffnell. Um, so I don't know why uh, he's laughing during this bit, because he can't do his job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've got interesting fixtures coming up here, haven't they? <laughs> obviously. Barnard's Green. <laughs> so the next fixture Barn Green Berkswell K&D Leamington some fun fixtures there mm. um, so should we be praying for Mosley in May I think that's that's a really tough uh, few games coming up so best of luck to them they've had a, a decent start with two wins haven't they so mm-hmm. they're, they're on form they're on form yeah they've got they've got a few new faces in haven't they mm. um, yeah. He talked about it last time. Um, I think they're going to be quite a good side this year. Mm. Yeah. 
Cool, and Ombersley finding themselves rock bottom in 12, 17 points, three losses to Schiffnell, Mosley and Barnt Green. Their next fixtures, Berkswell, K&D, Kidderminster and Shrewsbury. Ah, do we see them with that getting off the bottom? Well, they've got a strong side, haven't they? It's, you say, do you say yeah, Mitchell's going to be playing? Um, yeah, yeah, and if if that game's at home and that seam that seam attack, that could be an interesting set of scores. Yeah, if the game's at, at home, and um, with those two teams, uh, you know, we've got as we talked about earlier. We had um, who who opened up there? Jones, Mason, Andrew, Panay. Oh. Mm. Uh, says, <laughs> and then we all know what Berksville have got. We all know yeah. what Berksville have got. So. Um, that could be an interesting, an interesting game, but that's a real tough run of fixtures. That is. That is a tough. I, I think that could be fixture of the week um, against Berkswell. I'm going to be interested to have a look at that Saturday. So it depends on like, you know how long it was going to go on for them. Like last year, we said we were saying the same things, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I tipped them to do really well. They had a good start, and then ended up, you know, just just staying in the league. So yeah, you know, in a similar start this year with a similar sort of team, isn't it? Um, Maybe it's just a, a case of when those fortunes will start turning around for them, I think. Mm. Yeah, moving on to Schiffnell, find themselves in fifth. I think we've spoken about them enough, but we'll just quickly flick through them. 20, 45 points, a win against Ombersley, Shrewsbury, and then a loss to Mosley. Their next fixture is Leamington, Barnt Green, Hales, Owen, and Burks. Well, then in eighth, we've got Shrewsbury, 32 points, two losses to Kidderminster and Schiffnell, then bouncing back with a victory against Leamington. The next fixture is Hales, Owen, Kenilworth, Smethwick, and Ombersley. So, well. Who better to talk to uh, about this than Andy Sutton? <laughs> <laughs> High quality sides, um, <laughs> very well run. Um, yeah, they, 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 I'm sure it's big quality side. They always find a way of um, of winning games of cricket. They're experienced. They've got um, a lot of good quality players. They're obviously tough tough side to to play against them away because you have to travel. 300 miles just to, <laughs> to get anywhere near them. So you're, you're knackered by the time you get um, halfway on the journey. So, um, they, no, they're a good side. They're, they're well well run, well drilled. And um, I'm sure they'll be back up into kind of top three, top four sort of um, territory um, in in no time. So, mm. yeah, good side. And, and with like Will said earlier, with having somebody like uh, Gaz back in your side, that, uh, that's a huge boost for them. Yeah, when we learn how to catch. <laughs> uh, we'll be back up there. I think if we, uh, I think if we've caught forty percent of our catches this year, we might have had three wins. Like genuinely, <laughs> it's just been weird. a bit like us. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's um, a few teams like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I think um, we thrown we thrown a couple of games away. We'll probably um, and when that starts coming round, I'm you know I'm not overly worried. With, you know, with the two losses, to be honest. Um, obviously, the other teams did play well, but what we did you know, to come back against Leamington on Saturday, you know, it was a proper performance. The bits that we had been missing in the first two games were there. So um, as long as we can keep doing, you know, playing that sort of cricket and lift it a bit more, you know, I'm happy we'll, we'll do well. Yeah. So finishing it off in division one, Smethwick in second uh, side that we've given a lot of airtime tonight, 60 points, three wins against Mosley, Bank Green, Berkswell, uh, their next fixture is Candy, Kidderminster, Shrewsbury, Leamington. It's been a good start to the season for them if they can keep there. And uh, 
yeah, as we've mentioned, we expect them to keep doing well. So, batting, um, so Abrash Khan leads the way with 249 runs, Bilal Shafayat uh, with 225, Kadir Ali with 194, uh, Atik Javid with 194 as well, Nick Hammond with 175, then we've got Harry Johnson, 166. Adam Hose, 163, Neil Pinner, 157, Callum Bennett, 147, making the Kidderminster trio there, and Hamza Sheikh uh, finishing at the top 10 with 133. The highest score has been Neil Pinner, 137, not out. The best average is Bilal Shafayet with 225. That's some average oh, that. Only. Um, <laughs> There have been seven tons in Division 1 this season, two from Bilal himself, one from Atik Javid, one from Harry Johnson, Neil Pinner, Dominic Harding and Edward Bragg. On to the bowling, we've got number one, we've got with 10 wickets, a best of 5 for 20, econ rate of 3.72, strike rate of 15 and an average of 9.3 is uh, one Andrew Sutton, two Chris Cheslin with eight wickets, Sean Lorimer in also joint second with eight, Uh, Roshan with seven, Tom Winchester with seven, Manraj Jahal with seven, Nick James with seven, Harry Kitchen with seven, Ethan Brooks with seven, and George Furrer with seven as well. The best bowling is of Matthew Davison of Leamington, that's six for 45 against Bullpart and Shrewsbury. There have been two five-wicket hauls in Division One this season, one from Matthew Davison and one from one Andrew Sutton. And the best average with 10-plus overs with an average of 9.3 is Andrew Sutton. So, I was, I was wondering... I was wondering what they did come on this pod today. <laughs> I was wondering, I was thinking, what's going on here? Did you not So, um, so did, uh, does, does anyone, uh, or is there any certain players that jump out to you there? Any, any, anyone that stands out? We'll, we'll start here with Simon. Well, I'm, I'm clearly going to be biased. Sets his bowl unbelievably well. Uh, has come back after a, a really difficult injury that he had last year that I'm sure... He'll agree he struggled with towards the back end. Um, and we had a couple of conversations in the winter about it just to make sure he's, he's, he's all good. But he's come back bowling as as well as I've seen him. Um, so, obviously, I'm a very happy guy there. Um, he's he's backed up with some some fabulous bowling as well with with people like Heinze, um, Ollie Stone in the first game, particularly Robbie Shermer, who's just, just a machine, and young Cameron Jones. But, yeah, Sutz has been unbelievable. Um Chesie again at K&D is always sort of up there, isn't he? And, and bowling well. And, and young Roshan bowled really, really well against us. I was really impressed with him. I thought he bowled p- particularly well. Um, so be interesting to see how it sort of pans out for the rest of the year when we you get the usual suspects coming out there. JMO will be in there only, I would imagine, particularly when the red ball comes out and he bowls more overs. But um, what's the secret, Sutz? Um. No, well, no idea really. To be honest, I've had a, a decent. I'm not looking forward to bowling at Kidderminster by the looks of it. There's a quite a lot of runs um, uh, piling up there, and it's quite flat. So that could be a an interesting one. But um, it's no, flat. it's it's, yeah. it's flat. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's flat. It's always flat at Kidderminster. But um, no, it's it's come out well. And like I said earlier, it's it's easy when you've got 
good blokes at the other end and and been uh, well supported by some some very good young seamers and experienced seamers and obviously having an international at the other end for the first game was was a great start um these white balls seem to still move a little bit which obviously helps me um uh, a little bit so it's coming out nicely and yeah it's um, hopefully it may uh, may continue um for uh, for the rest of the season What's What's your uh, oh, sorry, but, uh, James. Uh, just just interested in your thoughts on you know, how we're managing your workload because obviously we only managed to get nine overs to you on Saturday. I'm just just interested in your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, um, Dom Harding's <laughs> maths weren't very good on Saturday. He was uh, <laughs> he was trying to sort out who was going to bowl from which end. He asked me, and I said, "I'll try and figure it all out." And oh, I can bowl three from this end. And then there's like Cameron Jones, who's only 17, so he can't come back for a second spell and all this sort of. And ended up only bowling nine overs. So, um, yeah, thanks, Dom, looking after me in the end. But uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he did quite well by getting 120-odd not out, I think it was. So, he, um, so that was, it's been good as a group. We've been really good. And, and hopefully I can string some more performances together. The shoulder can, can hold up and I can keep getting wickets. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a good start. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Will? Get your pads out of the way, Will. That's all I <laughs> I bet I'm one, like Chancellor. Yeah, I'm one. <laughs> it's Gully I'm going to worry about. <laughs> From what you said, Andy, by the way, um, obviously, I think um, we, we we said earlier, you, you like the Red Bull, is that right? I personally, From what Simon I, said. Yeah, I think obviously the Red Bull moves for a bit longer, and mm. um, you can shine it up with a white ball. You you kind of really the, the seams are quite good on the white ball, so it can yeah. nip a bit more with that. I was going to say that, yeah. But um, I'm actually quite, I've, I think I've probably uh, I put a few questions to you guys previously and I've said it to Nick Archer and a few others. I think the white ball stuff is is great. Um, I think if, mm. if anything, I would like the white ball to move less. I think to make it closer and closer to um, kind of professional cricket, I think uh, would be a, a really good thing. I think white ball cricket's obviously here to stay. And um, I think the skills that, white ball brings into a bowler actually makes them better and I think a couple of years ago we had the Graham Williamson was with the the pink ball and that's yep. pretty much like having a kookaburra in your hand it would swing for an over or two but stay hard mm. and be quite you had to have other skills than just hitting a length and seeing what happened you had to have a bit more pace you had to have cutters you had to use your bouncer well you had to be really clever with your fields but I think obviously red ball in this country you get a lot of help uh, and if yeah. you're patient enough and you put it on a good area for a long period of time, um, as other bowlers in previous years, obviously, will you got somebody like Mike Barnard and and people like that have have done really well with that sort of thing. I think the younger lads coming through, um, I think the less the ball moves, the better you become as a bowler because you have to think outside the box. You have to be a mm -hmm. bit quicker. You have to be a bit more skillful. You have to be um, just a better bowler. And I think that's that can only be a good thing. And and obviously, white ball cricket's entertaining, and we want to see. 250, 260, 270 plus play, 260, 270 plus. So I think, yeah, it's obviously coming out quite nicely for me, but um, I think the way the game's going, I think it'd be a good thing that, if anything, make the ball harder to move off the straight will be a good one. Yeah, I, I completely know where you're coming from with all that because moving from the Shropshire League last year to play for Wem in the Birmingham League and playing with the white ball for the first time, <clears throat> didn't quite know what to expect, but I was very surprised that the seam, if you present the seam and hit the seam, it, it can do all sorts. So it's uh, it's been quite enjoyable using it. I was a bit worried, to be honest, coming in, being a red All the bowlers were. Yeah, I was very worried. 
And then, and then I hit the scene the first game and nipped in a mile. I thought, what, here we go. So, yeah, it's a great start from you, by the way. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's um, like Simon said, you you've, you can't do it on your own. You've got to have good blokes at the other end. And we've got um, a good group of seamers, um, young and um, a bit more experienced. And it's a, it's a team effort. And um, yeah, hopefully continue and keep pushing. And when the red ball comes out, I get to bowl even more overs, which is great to see. I'm really looking forward to seeing how the division shapes up in May. And uh, now we move ourselves on to our penultimate section. So finally in May, the T20 Challenge Cup begins with the first round taking place on the 22nd. The first round sees Wolverhampton come up against Werfield, Schiffnell come up against Wem, Warsaw versus Litchfield. Last season's winners, Smethwick, come up against West Bromwich Dartmouth. Bromsgrove versus Barnt Green, Kidderminster versus Barnards Green, Birkswell versus Dorridge, Mosley versus last season's runners up Leamington, with all the other sides receiving goodbye. Those sides being Bridge North, Shrewsbury, Himley, Harborne, Hales Owen, Ombersley, Kenilworth, and KD. So, guys, any ties that jump out at you, and who are your early favourites? Very happy with our first round fixture against Bye CC. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping to play against the second uh, round or something. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to play Shrewsbury again this year, but uh, a shift another away day would be quite nice. It's always nice to play a team from the league above. I find it's uh, someone different to play, and uh, I think we'll give them a good run for their money. We're definitely when they're definitely a uh, shorter format team. We do like the white ball, and uh, we do like T Twenty. So look forward to it. Generally, how this goes, the early rounds. Journey up the road. Me? Yeah, perfect. Um, we've got a little <laughs> journey up the road to Bromsgrove, which is um, always a friendly fixture for us. We're always received very, very nicely there. Uh, but no, seriously, it's, it's, it's that's always a. When I was growing up at Barn Green, that was always the the one game that we we had to win. You had you had to win that game. Um, and for some of the olders like like myself that are still around at the club, it's still probably the the, the game that we look out for. And hopefully, Bromsgrove can can get into the Premier League again at some point because it's always a, a really healthy fixture. Yeah. And obviously, Smedic, last year's winners, we played them in a the semi-final last year uh, and it sounds like they've strengthened a lot. So, see if they can retain it this year. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, early rounds of this competition usually go on who, you know, can get the strongest side. Mm. It's tough, you know, especially if you have to play in midweek. It's hard getting a team together. Um, mm. You know, teams with good availability will get through to the later rounds, won't they? I think that's usually how it yeah, yeah. how it works. Yeah, can you double check? There. Can you double check? By the way, is Barnard's Green? Uh, Barnard's Green definitely there? Are they definitely playing? <laughs> Just double check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. You, you, you're right, though, Will. That the availability is a big, a big one because the national knockouts around and about that, so that that takes out a lot of the Sunday games yeah. for the sides that are in the national knockout. So you end up playing midweek, and then it's a little bit of the luck of the draw, really, as to what day and what availability you've got. And we're lucky that yeah. we're lucky that we've had such good weather at the start of the year because normally the Williamson, whoever gets in those later rounds, we're still you know in the in the quarterfinals of those around about this time of the year. Not, yeah. not us, but like teams, generally the teams yeah. are. And, um, and then the national, like you say, national knockout starts, then the T20 starts. Everyone's pushing fixtures back, having to play on Fridays, uh, you know, Thursdays, whatever it is, whenever they can get the game and having to work it around juniors, you know, all the juniors start this week, don't they, for most clubs. So it gets really hard to get fixtures on there. 
So it's good that that's sort of managed to get that out of the way, really. Cool. So before we finish it all up, we've got a couple final listener questions. Uh, we got one from a Paul Rowe, which says, should Sats bat higher? Diamond. <laughs> Where'd you bat now? I think I've, I've, I've occupied every position from one to 10. I think, well, never know with Simon, he might stick me 11 just to get me the full house. So, um, yeah, <laughs> one to 10. So, um, yes, I should bat higher. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Rowe. That's very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, final one, because we have overrun quite a lot tonight is uh, from an Edward Griggs who says, has Will forgiven Swifty yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got my own back. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. We're just watching it right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Get your skates on Swifty. <laughs> yeah, if you do want to watch that, it is on our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Just give it a shout, you can find it out. Anyway, so uh, let's move ourselves on to our final section. So, once again, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Cow Corner podcast. And uh, once again, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, if you do enjoy the podcast, obviously tell Will and uh, Andy or Andy or anyone, basically, when they go out to bat. Uh, I'm sure they do really enjoy listening to your feedback um, whilst at the Cree Stadium. Well, no one said a word. <laughs> Not one. No one said shut that up the podcast. No one said a single word. It's really disappointing. It's the only reason I do it. um but yeah thank you very much everyone for listening again and very much uh thank you very much to our two special guests tonight andrew sutton and simon foggart from uh, barn green it's uh, been great to have you guys on and great to have some insight into the club and uh, we'll definitely even though we've said it earlier that we won't we definitely will we uh try and get you guys back on at some point uh in the future yeah thanks fantastic thank you very much and uh, as always thank you very much will cheers and thank you very much andy thank you very much well done to the guests uh for the insight to the cricket club was fantastic and uh, definitely welcome you back in the future spoke very brilliantly yeah well done guys thank you. good content yeah fantastic and this has been a, another episode of the cow corner podcast until the next one goodbye <laughs>
quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.